Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Come to you from underneath the peach blossom. It's time for an episode of Be Awesome. Find positivity throughout your life and work. Just like our mascot rooster, Steve the Jerk. Hello, Be Awesome listeners. This is episode 23 of the Be Awesome podcast. I am sitting out on the patio at my galactic headquarters of Dude Solutions with an old friend uh, and former co-worker Greg James and we're going to talk about uh, life and balance and probably better uh, a little how how out of balance most of us are. Uh, Greg's always impressed me with his ability to seem to get things done, uh, manages 168 uh, pretty good and for those of you uh, when I reference 168, that's the only thing every human has absolutely in common uh, with one another is we all have 168 hours in a week and how we use them is is our responsibility. And I actually sat in a class in January where a, a presenter actually went through the whole calculation much better than I did, which was take your number of hours that you sleep every day, take the standard number of hours that you're expected, and that's what you have left to do with everything else. And uh, Greg's always seemed to be someone that was on top of his game with that. I hadn't seen him in a while, so I figured this was a a good way for us to kind of get together and and catch up and talk about coffee mugs. So before we get started, I'm, I have I have like I have I have like two coffee mugs. I think I have to order more of them. Uh, they were they're just promotional. They're for for ratings and reviews. Uh, you're I think you're Mr. Beer guy, aren't you? I, your, was, your, was that your your? I, uh, I like I like a lot of craft beer, but I'm telling you, a good mug, yeah. a, a good mug I use every day, and, yeah. and I have to tell you, you get like I said, the pinky finger fits in the handle. Yeah, it's part of the team. Yeah, and uh, you know when you when you hold it, you want to talk with it. It doesn't yeah. slip. It's good stuff. This is a good mug. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good talk. It's a good talk show mug. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I kind of want to go bigger, but I think that that's a it's a good size right there to start with. So oh, yeah, this if, challenges Regis Philbin. If, if you like a good coffee mug that your pinky finger will fit in the handle, uh, there's still two two left for ratings and reviews on iTunes. Greg was kind enough to do one uh, for me, so he gets a coffee mug, and uh, like I said, I got two left before I have to decide whether or not I reorder. But you know, welcome to the podcast, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. That's a good, good opening, right? It is. It is. The, the, the secret to balance is, is coffee mugs. <laughs> but, and, yeah, and I'm, I'm... And double espressos. And double, yes, I did bring... Because I, I am more the coffee guy now, so I was able to bring a black eye, which is medium roast with two shots of espresso. Yeah. So we're, we're running pretty good. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm feeling it. I've had 35 <laughs> minutes of sleep in the last 24 plus hours. And, good. And I'm feeling the double espresso is kicking in well. So, so Greg, so one of the things uh, that's always, you know, there's, there's all these ideas behind, you know, how to get ahead and what you need to do and hustle and grind and dig deep and, you know, all this stuff and, and, and noise basically. Right. And, and so few people do anything, let alone all of that. And, and then if you couple it with a family, you get two kids, four and a half and, and 22 months, Mm -hmm. right. 
four and a half is calculated at uh, what fifty four months. We're going to go fifty four months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny's one hundred and forty two months. That's what I. <laughs> I <think> that's <laughs> if we're going to start with months, you know, it's like we go yeah. weeks and then months and then years. At some point, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do months forever. Uh, mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, one of the things that I've always found with you that was that's, that's intrigued me is you've always you've always made the most of the time that you had mm-hmm. and you were never, I'm not going to say you were never the hustle and grind guy, but I mean, you, you weren't the guy that was showing up at the office at four o'clock in the morning and staying until 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and missing out on your family time. I mean, you even, and I'll let you tell the story about your move to, to your move to getting closer to the office. Yeah. And the story yeah. behind that. So tell us a little bit of how you put that all together. Like, how do you, manage maintain and motivate mm-hmm. yourself to, to make the most of every minute in the day well first um i would just want to say I, I really do appreciate you having me on i was surprised by the ask i've heard a lot of your podcasts and um you've had some really deep conversations and i, I kind of feel humbled a little bit that you're asking me and, and well, we're gonna get deep impact. oh god <laughs> okay it's done um but i really do appreciate that so i just wanted to let you know that if i can if i can be a part of this then yeah. that's really cool so thank you yeah um Man, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been something... Well, I do know. that That's part of the... I think that's part of it. Um, the last few years specifically, I've been thinking a lot about how I talk to other people and how I talk to myself and where everything that when we're taught as kids, where does that all come back into play now that we're adults? Because it seems like compassion, kindness, empathy... That all kind of gets thrown out the window. Okay, you don't live at home anymore. Now you're in college. Now it's dog eat dog. Get your grades. Get your job. Get paid. Get gone. You know, make this, and then you can be kind again, or you yep. can try to be a decent human being again. Um, in the last few years, specifically, uh, it it really just came down to kind of like that work life balance that, mm-hmm. that we had talked about. Um, it, I, I realized that I can't keep them separate. And I tried to at first. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started a sales job, I was really, I, I kind of was that that guy. Like I would drive two hours for one 20-minute meeting and then come back and then, you know, rack my brain and scramble and, and plan. And um, and then I just got really angry. Um, and then that was before kids. And and then, you know, my wife came up to me. She goes, do you, she goes, you're just, you're, you're, you've just changed. Mm-hmm. Like, are you happy? And it wasn't that kind of, well, yeah, I'm happy kind of question. It really kind of made me think, what, what does make me happy? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, am I doing this just to do it? Is the grind the important part? Is it money? Because I wasn't feeling, I'm one of the few salespeople that I know that I don't, I don't bring up the commission. It's not about, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think if you care enough about it and you integrate it into your life to make you happy that will just come and be a part of it. So what I decided to do was try to become a better person and find a career path that made me feel useful, mm-hmm. that I believed in, and that I was able to kind of bring things together. And, and oddly enough, people wouldn't think about that, but it was sales. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I be the person I want to be, You know, someone of integrity? How can I help people? How can I make a difference? And then, at the same time, support my family and, and be the person I want to be. Mm-hmm. I think, practically, because I, I don't want to ramble or anything, but practically, I set, I want to be an excellent father, 
I want to be an excellent husband. I want to be a provider. Um, but I also want to be able to make my own personal impact. Mm-hmm. How can I can't do be the very best at everything? Mm-hmm. So, where's that eighty twenty rule? Where's that eighty percent is awesome? Twenty percent is just that constant to do list and the achievement list. Yeah. So I know kind of the job title that I'm going to top out at because after that it's just too much time away from my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to work from home and separate the family time because mm-hmm. if I spend too much time with my family all day long yep. I'm not going to make the money to support them and inevitably you know life will not be the way we want it to be so I think it's kind of I had to look at all the categories understand what was enough not put myself on a pedestal to think I had to be the very best at everything and burn out mm-hmm. um, but at the same time find something that was important to me yeah and you hit you hit a couple of spots it's perfect uh that, that make all the sense in the world to, to, to go and to go and why you're on here um, as a quota carrying salesperson mm-hmm. uh, how often were you at o- over or close to your goal what you know how many is it every year is it every other year is it just about every year when I first got started um, actually yeah I I was at or exceeded quota every year mm-hmm. Um I know for the last six and a half, uh, the last seven years, it's been over quota every year. Yeah. Because um, you said something that's just so critical that I think people that are in sales specifically and probably in life that have uh, a target or a goal or an objective, they focus so much on that mm-hmm. that it doesn't allow them and enable them to get to it a lot of times. It gets in their way. And what you said was is so uh, important, which is and I'm going to change the words around a little bit, you have to care about what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. work-wise. You have to be passionate about it. You have to want to be passionate about it every day and say, I'm excited to do this, this, and this, the difference that I'm going to make, the impact that I'm going to provide. Mm-hmm. And then you don't necessarily need to pay attention to the quota because if you do that, if you're passionate, if you care, if you want to make a difference and you know what you're doing is the right thing, mm-hmm. the rest falls into place. Hard work, dedication, commitment, work ethic, and mm-hmm. your career, your career pathing as you know it, f- everything just flows into place. Where people typically, I don't know if it's reverse engineer is the right word, but what they do is they go, oh, here's my quota, here's my number. They focus on what they need to do to obtain it, and they forget the most important piece, which is making an impact on the people. Mm-hmm. Or, right. or what that impact means to themselves. I feel yeah. like in our line of work, it's really easy to not dehumanize your prospects. You kind of dehumanize yourself. Mm-hmm. If you put yourself into a, a, a quota-focused machine, I mean, I, I think when you first start in sales, you, you have to prove that you can do it. Yep. You, you have to learn the, the science of it. You have to learn the technique. You have to learn how to communicate. You have to learn what you think you're saying isn't necessarily what that other person is hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to develop that confidence because in sales, you're, you're intruding on, I mean, technically, you're intruding on someone's life to help them. Yeah. It's like an intervention that nobody thinks they need or nobody's asking for, but you know is going to have a positive influence on their life. Mm-hmm. So once you get your confidence and the skills developed, for me, I had to go back and add context to all of those skills. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, and, and this is something that I find important with what I've, what I've been able to do from a time management standpoint because it helps all the categories in my life where I want to succeed. Mm-hmm. I don't make New Year's resolutions Mm -hmm. Um, because let's face it you know what time is it 
it'd be already broken. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's March. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I make themes. Um, and the theme to my year, because if you fall off that wagon or you, you kind of divert, you can say, does that match with what I wanted to do this year? Yeah. And it's easy to go back to a theme than it is to try to try again on a resolution that was broken. That's right. part of the language I was talking about. It's like I have to look at this as a process. Um, and the first year I did it, I didn't know I did it. I was just focused. I, and, and in retrospect, because when you asked me to come on, I'm like, what am I going to tell people that's actually going to be worthwhile? <laughs> you know, like, I, but it was... I, and people can do this. This is the one thing, the only thing that I planned. I did plan, Peach. I'm a planner. Yeah. <laughs> that's, part of, that's part of how you get to quota. You have to plan. But um, anyone can do this. You just have to find... For me, it was my, my family. And, and I know everyone's going to roll their eyes. It's like, oh, he's going to talk about his kids and everything. But I am because that's my, yeah. that's my driver. Um, for other people, it's their best friend. Mm-hmm. It's their parents. It's their cat. It can be anything. Because I had to... And I'll give you a working example. This is when I first started to learn about compassion and what that meant without really focusing on it. Yeah. It was a, early in my career. It was a lunch break, and I was working through lunch because you, you have to do some of that at the first. You have to yep. grind. Um, but someone came, a coworker came up to me, and, and she looked really upset. And she just said to me, she goes, do you mind? And, and I, knew her, I knew her well. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd been with uh, that company, uh, gosh, for, for at least a couple of years. She goes, I just, I just, I just need to lay down. And it was lunch. No one was around. We're in cubes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, then lay down. Mm-hmm. And she just laid down next to my cube. And, I, and my first thought was, well, this is, this is weird. <laughs> you know, like, huh, what? And I looked around, like nobody was around. And this was when my wife was pregnant with our first and this is where I, I had a real emotional sensation. I said, what if this was... And I knew it was a boy at that point. I'm like, what if this was my son? Mm-hmm. What if he was just, for whatever reason, having a really crappy day? And he just needed someone to lay down. Because I, I, he just needed someone to lay down next to. Mm-hmm. I'm like, one, I, I would have a conversation with him about yeah. that. But two, what would I want that person to do? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, she laid down. And I just said, can I... Do you want me to say anything? Like, how can, do, do you need me to do anything? She just said no. Mm-hmm. And I just worked. And then right around the end of lunch, we just did business as usual. Now, I say that because I did think it was... Was that a recurring thing? Like, was No, it, a, it was just the one. No, no. <laughs> I didn't become... You know, uh, and by the way, I had a guy on a red-eye flight from Los Angeles yeah. decide to lay down on the floor right by, like, all of our feet on the row. And I had a much different response to that like that's gross what the hell are you doing <laughs> that floor is absolutely disgusting do you know where i've been yeah. walking right before I came on this but that's the thing like you know I-, I would pray that if it was my son that 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 one person wouldn't then go around to the cubes and say you'll never guess what happened at lunch yeah. you know that that kind of compassion of just saying you know okay and and if that's all that that person needed to feel better and be productive and, and get through the rest of the day then i actually helped that person and it wasn't really anything to ask outside of just having an open mind yeah um and another one in a work environment this is when i honed that in because that's what really made me think about compassion mm-hmm. and uh there was another coworker of mine um and we had a partnership where um you know that person would generate leads and and i would qualify them and then i would move it's a, you know it's a typical sales role that's in a lot of companies um and i just remember I was getting feedback from him that was just off. 
we had had conversations about it in the past and I was finding myself getting angry like getting really personally mad mm-hmm. and I'm like I've done this before why is this why are we having this con-? like in my head why are we having this conversation again yeah um, and that's language that's that's really you know however you talk to other people how you do anything is how you do everything so you know how I was talking to him was really how I was talking to myself in, in those days so this is where it kind of impacts everything and and it just dawned on me and I just said remember the cube remember mm-hmm. the cubes yeah. and I and I and I looked at him I said I'm really mad and I brought it back to my son again and just said somewhere he has a father who loves him very much mm-hmm. and if this were my son what would I want someone who's responsible for coaching to do what how would I want them to behave mm-hmm. so that allowed me to take a deep breath and I actually thought to myself I'm doing this for your dad yeah and I was able to calm down I was a, we had a very candid conversation and it was one of the most productive I think meetings that we'd had wow. so compassion and that wasn't even a theme that was just something I, I was just attuned to because my wife was pregnant and you know, I was going through like the dad metamorphosis of not just my mind, but my body. So it all kind of worked out yeah, yeah. when you, when you're bald and you get a little soft, yeah, and your ego goes out the door, yeah. but yeah, um, you start crying and tied to <laughs> I went through it. I went through yes, it. Yes. That yeah. one, the one that, yeah. Flipped. yeah, no, yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so that was like year one. Um, those are the two kind of stand out, stand out. And, and then how I talked to him, I actually thought, about, well, where did that anger come from? Yeah. So it was balancing my filter with how I'm listening and how I'm processing the world and trying to just understand people better so I can have that equal understanding of them. And that takes care of so much in business. That builds a foundation for healthy relationships really across the board with yourself, with your family. So my studying... And my 168, you know, I don't even really look at it like that anymore. I'm reading books about communication, listening, how to speak, how to communicate clearly. And then from the academic standpoint, because it all can't be feel good or else you just sit around having feel good meetings and you won't make any money. Yeah. You know, no money, no mission. So I go back to the academic side to say, okay, well, here are the different stages of a sale. And if I really care about this impact, now I need to do research on you know, your strategic plan, your background. The, I work with uh, local, local and state governments. What's happening in the state? How can I help with, with what I provide? And come at it from that standpoint and speak to them as equally conscious of kindness and candor as I would to my wife, as I would to, you know, a coworker. Because I still have to believe, even if it's not a parent, like someone cares about this person. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it. If I can't do it for myself, that's that's my last draw. Like if I can't yep. do it for me, I'm going to do it to someone who loves that person. Yeah. I don't know if that sounds odd, but that's just how I've had to develop no, my human relationship. No, you know that the, the uh, so you know you're wondering you know and thinking about you know my past guests and everything mm-hmm. else. You know the idea is that what you touch on anybody can do this right mm-hmm. any anybody can do this it takes it does take some work it doesn't take a lot of work it doesn't take as much work as people think it takes to have a positive mental attitude a positive mindset and to actually put them in the position that you say so perfectly which is that you know that's somebody's son that's someone's father that's someone's something how would i want it if it was my son or if it was my dad or if it was my mm-hmm. whatever um we often forget about that in our interactions with people. 
we often don't look at those 100%. people as 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 unique human beings that have problems, challenges, life difficulties, families, mm-hmm. uh, no families, um, just any gambit of number of things of what they could be going through at the time to cause them to want to lay down or to be frustrated for no apparent reason. You know, when I talk to, you know, sales organizations um, that talk about getting hung up on, I go, well, if you make a phone call and you say hello and they hang up on you, it really isn't a whole lot that you did to make them that mad for them to hang up on. I mean, yeah. if you if you, if you you were, uh, you know, if you got past hello, then yeah, we could start to analyze and look at that. But if, if you just say, hey, my name is Josh, and they hang up on you, well, they probably got something else that's bothering them. Yeah. And that was where my card idea came in um, early on with the, with, when we started. You know, if somebody hung up on me, I, I wouldn't end there. I would send them a card. I would, at that night, I would handwrite a card and just say, I'm terribly sorry you're having, you're having such a bad day. Mm-hmm that we got disconnected, you know, I hope we get an opportunity to talk. And six out of 10 times when I would do that and I would call that person because you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Again, no money, no mission. Yep. Because uh, you have to make that call. Six out of 10 times they take my call. They might not buy something from me. They might not give me the time to listen to me. Mm-hmm. But I would get, you know, hey, sorry I hung up on you. I was having a bad day. My, You know, my significant other was sick. Something was, was bothering them and it wasn't me. And that's what... Kind of one of the things, many things that attracted me to want to have you on the podcast is you've got a very good knack and ability to not take things so personally as a, as a rule. People have bad days around you and you don't let it impact your thought about that person. Mm-hmm. You think that, hey, they might have something going on or how would I want my son if he was having a bad day for yeah. people to treat him because we all have bad days. Yep. I mean, I told you, my, my Friday was, I have one or two days every year that, that uh, uh, I feel like this, and, bo- and both days were on Friday, you know, yeah. and I, I was just, I had a bad day, and, and people that interacted with me may or may not have gotten a good experience. And but that's kind of, you know, the one thing that I feel can be kind of dangerous is that there's a lot of, there are a lot of people that I listen to from a um, podcast standpoint, or just some of the, the social feeds, and like the new big thing is, you know, grind, grind, grind. Yep. People don't care about how you feel. And when I first heard that, I'm like, God, that sucks. Yeah. Like, that's, that doesn't feel good. Like, no. people don't get like, I, I care about, I genuinely care about human beings. And I, I had to look at it and sit with it and stew with it for a little while. But it's like, I'd rather look at it like people don't, people just don't understand. And it's not a priority and it doesn't have to be a priority for them. Mm-hmm. How I feel has no, nothing to do with what I'm trying to communicate with them professionally. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, you know, if I have a bad day at work, I can't accept. I can't expect, you know, and I want, you know, and, and I don't want to keep it because I have plenty of people in my life who've chosen not to have kids and all that stuff. Whether it's like your your parents, because you're often parents with a generation gap, they don't understand. Like your dog's yeah. not going to understand if you have a bad day at work. So it's not right. like if you have a bad day at work and you. You know, you kick your dog and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm sorry, but, you know, my boss really got me mad. Like that dog's going to be like, I yeah. love you, but you kicked me, you yeah. know. Um, so it's kind of along the same lines because like they, it's not that they don't care. It's just they don't, they're not looking at life through your lens. You just called them. And if you are wasting their time with something that doesn't, that isn't appropriate for them, mm-hmm. they're probably going to be rude. If people waste my time multiple times every day, yeah. I- I'm going to lose my cool a little bit. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, th- that's just kind of why you, you, you just have to understand them 
And if you care about, and this is just a tried and true statement, like if you care about them and have a conversation about what's important to them, human beings want to be social. We're social animals. They are then in turn going to ask about you and care about you, yeah. or at least your perspective. I have plenty of uh, folks that I've worked that I've worked with as clients in past companies that I still text and and send you know uh, Facebook messages and we funny we, memes. Yeah, like um, I love memes. <laughs> uh, memes, memes more. I know coffee mug is more than a meme yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, but you know it. It's one of those things, though. It's like you will learn to care about somebody as yeah. long as you know that their intention is good, that you can trust them, and that they're helpful and valuable. Yeah. And and I try to keep to that mantra. It's like if, if you're pro- if you have to own it, not oh, severe ownership. It's it's no. If if they're rude after a conversation, yeah. I didn't help them understand my intent, so I need to communicate better, yeah. and I need to be able to express my unchallenged belief. That I can help them because I've done my homework. I know what I, I know generally what needs are, and I have a genuine interest to, to help them diagnose a problem, whether or not I'm going to be yeah. the the proper ends to that. Yeah. So right about now, it's time for f- full disclosure uh, on on choosing you. Was about a month ago, I got a message from uh, a young professional sales professional someone that was really questioning their career paths and their choices mm-hmm. and LinkedIn is so busy with every expert out there we have people that are that have roles trying to sell product solutions boxes whatever that go on LinkedIn and talk about what a sales master they are mm-hmm. by you know hustling and banging out 500 phone calls in a day and by you know sacrificing everything and missing <laughs> breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> you know all, all that you know all that stuff and 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 yeah. what happens is you see and and is nothing look I, I, you know if it's if it's Grant Cardone who's proven himself to be worth almost a billion dollars and flies a jet and rolls rices and all that stuff if it's if it's um some of these others that are that are out there, you know, making a name for themselves by mm-hmm. saying all the hard work and you know all the stuff you have to provide and give and you know all that stuff. And and by the way, Grant's got some good stuff as far as you know, not driving the flashy cars, not having the expensive watches, right. not doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. and saving so that you can so that you can grow your wealth. And it wasn't meant, but that's just the one that I get blanketed with uh, by sponsored content every morning on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, this person and then I had a second one that you know that was the belief that they thought that was the only way to get ahead that was the only way for them to win and I have a number of examples mine being one of them but yours being another one and I have a couple of other people that I'm going to share that the people need to realize that personal and professional are intertwined Mm -hmm. it's impossible you can't be a nice guy at home or a nice girl at home and lovey-dovey and everything is great, and then come to work and be a complete dick. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah, it and doesn't the, quite and, work and you, that and, way. And you really can't flip the script the other way. I mean, there's there's, there's definitely, I mean, Amy definitely is the brunt of stresses and strains that I might have, mm-hmm. um, more so than, than work as a rule. But I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm having a bad day at work, typically I'm having a bad day at home. And if I'm having a good day at home, I'm typically going to have a good day at work. And um, how you do anything is how you do everything. Right, right. Yeah. And, and and actually, our, our CEO, Ed, and this is a great book that he that he very rarely 
um, promotes a book without being asked. But uh, make big happen. I've I've got started with it this this weekend, hmm. um, and there's a chapter, there's a whole section in there that talks about, you know, if you have a bad family life, chances are you're going to have a bad business life at some point, or if you have a bad business life, you're going to have a bad family life, and and you have to realize that who you are is who you are, you know, that's that's it. You 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 shouldn't, you know, and some of these people are saying, you know, put put this, you know different persona to be the salesperson that you've always wanted to be and do this no be yourself that's mm-hmm. i mean that's what i tell people is be yourself be unique be you know follow the uh follow the direction that your company is giving you as mm-hmm. long as that's a company that you believe in but find your own way to get successful and to be the person that that you truly are which hopefully is a good person like yeah we try to only hire great people and so why why go someplace and not be great, right? And why why be in something that you're not great? Why be in a relationship that's not great? And a while back, I have to you know, a while back there one of the themes that I picked for a new year was candor, and it goes along with what you're saying because it, it came down to what do I want? What's really important? And how do I want to express who I am in the world? I know it sounds grand, grandiose, but it really kind of does come down to that. It's like well, what am I doing here? Right. Um, because one thing I didn't want to become is one of those uh, really successful like sales guys or or presidents or whatever. That's like, well, you know, my well, my my first wife, mm-hmm. you know, that, like no, like this all comes together in a yeah. very clear picture for me. Um, so one year I actually picked candor as a theme, mm-hmm. and I only had two rules: I could not be cowardly and I could not be cruel. So I couldn't shy away from how I wanted to present myself. I had to be authentic. Yeah. But I, I, I had to step up and go through the scary parts, you know, the, the parts that you kind of feel like you're in a free fall after you say something. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't use candor as a tool to continue a defense mechanism that kept me from getting to know people authentically. Yeah. You know, there's people, well, if you don't like me, then you don't deserve it. It's like, no, no one's just going to like you because you're mean. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, if you don't like me, then you do, you know, forget yeah. it. Then just stop being mean. Yeah. Um, so, but with candor, I didn't understand how much internal dialogue I had to have to figure mm-hmm. out well who the heck what am I going to say yeah you know wh- okay I can't I have to express myself in a clear fashion what am I about yeah and that was kind of an un that was like a little sub paragraph under that oh here's the thing you actually have to be kind of self aware in order to, to express yourself or you sound like an idiot yeah um, so I had to do a lot of thinking it's like what do I value and in that year where I chose candor I had amazing conversations with my wife I had very specific instances where I saw what the kind of parent I was being compared it to the kind of parent I wanted to be and was able to make adjustments and I started I mean I, I started a new career mm-hmm. at, a, at a new job all within that one year of just saying I need to be authentic I'm not going to be mean but I'm going to step forward yeah. and be authentic yeah well, it's, and, a, it's, it's it's addressing. It's 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 not being, it's it's not being rude and mean to to tell someone. But some people, you know, one of the things that I hate is when someone says, "Well, either you love me or you hate me." Well, yeah, that's, that's what that's I was kind of to say. Yeah, that's kind of a um, cop out. You know that, that well, that's an acceptance too, mm-hmm. and that's a, that's that's a reality of there's a percentage of people that are going, and I know there's a percentage of people that are going to hate me. I'm sure I could do any number of things that are great, wonderful, awesome. 
but um, there's a Deadpool there's, meme. There's, yeah, there's, Speaking of memes, yeah, it says the, you. What is it? Um, you're always the villain in someone's story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, you know the 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 the, the yeah, and that's yeah. there's always going to be somebody, but when you have that mindset where you're saying that, I had a conversation with someone, and they were they were talking negatively about someone, and I said, well, wow, that's a that's really kind of a bad. It's kind of a bad scene there. And they said, well, you know, you either love me or you hate me. And I said, and you're okay with that? And it's like, yeah, why are you okay with that? Like, why? <laughs> Good question. Like, yeah. I strive to get as many people to like me as possible. And if they don't, then I have to, one, take a quick self-reflection go, did I, did I do yeah. something wrong? Did I say something mm-hmm. wrong? Is it just not a fit? Because there's some people that's not a fit. And, and I also... Uh, the other thing that that uh, people got a laugh out of when I gave a talk recently was, you know, they said, "Well, why? You know, what do you think? What do you attribute uh, having such a positive mental attitude about?" And I go, "Well, I don't hang around with jerks." Yeah. And you know, you have to quickly figure out who is a negative impact that you can't help, that you can't make a difference mm-hmm. to. But sometimes people don't even know that. Like, I've had a couple of interactions where, you know, I've said, "Hey, you know, you're coming off kind of in a, a negative." nasty way and I don't know if you're aware of it and if you are and you're okay with it then hey that's your prerogative and I, I don't need to talk to you anymore and if you're not then yeah. you, know, you might want to address it and I've yeah. had great like people saying well you know I didn't realize that I'm having a bad day I've got this going on and I, but I didn't think it was impacting me in a way what you did there's are two different kinds of candor and that's where I had to set the parameters that person's candor is, I'm going to say my mind and I don't care what people think. Right. A lot of people confuse that when you say, I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to carry on a soapbox. I'm going to tell everybody how I feel and, and it's going to get real loud and I'm going to have, you know, ah. But what you're talking about is actual candor, that, mm-hmm. that quiet voice that simply says, like an example that I have, similar, similar to you, yep. the, the quality of the question. Because I remember I was, what, was washing dishes and my wife always put, like let's say make it relatable something there yeah. and I hated it when she put it there because I always felt like she was making me do more work when I was almost done mm-hmm. you know so I would get irritated and then we'd get snapped blah, blah 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 and one day after when I was thinking about candor I just said you know when you put this here I find myself getting frustrated because I feel like you think I don't do enough mm-hmm. that was candor what you said to that person was hey are you okay with that yeah because that sounds uncomfortable Right. That's candor because then she was able to say, oh, well, no. Right. I just, and then she was able to tell me why. And then I understood. So it's, you know, so that comes through respect. If you respect somebody, they're going to like you in some way. Yep. They're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be best friends, but I know plenty of people that I don't like to hang out with, but <laughs> I respect them because they're good people. You yep. know, there's just, you know, um, but that's what candor is. That was what you showed. Yep. And that takes patience and a lot of vulnerability yeah. to do it that way. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you have to, it, the vulnerability part. I think is for a lot of people, and I and I don't know why, because it's just it's just speaking the truth and speaking how you feel, and I think that you're worried about people getting defensive or that it's going to cause conflict. Or, um, but it's better to get it out. It's better to get you know get on with it. Um, you know, I think we're gonna. We'll call this. I'd love to have you on again. I think mm-hmm. there's just a bunch of nuggets here, and I want to <laughs> I want to touch on them just so people understand because uh, we filled up a lot of a lot of different things here. I mm-hmm. think that the theme idea. By the way, my New Year's resolution is going fantastic this year. Good. Yeah, I, I decided that I'm going to start smoking as, oh, as, right. a, as a New Year's resolution. <laughs> um, so I failed it, and I, I, I I've, I've not smoked. 
uh, anything mm-hmm. since New Year's. So I, I'm successful in in, uh, in, in my um, failing New Year's resolution right out of the gate. I find that if you find things that you're going to do or not going to do anyway, mm-hmm. you can, uh, you, can <laughs> you can go you can go in that direction. You yeah. Know? So, um, but I, I really love the theme thing. I don't know that I've ever heard that before, but I mm-hmm. think that that's a. How long have you been doing that? This is uh, the first year I did it was I didn't know I was doing it until partway through the year. Yeah. That was the compassion part. Yeah. This is my third theme. Yeah. And it and it went um, compassion, <clears throat> candor, and now this year is empathy. Yeah. Because after I've learned how to s- express myself mm-hmm. and be mindful of my language and my presence and, and what that truth does to people, now I have to take that level of at least that, that foundation. I'm not by any way like a Dalai Lama or you know I am a human being and and I have plenty of flaws but I have to take what what foundation I have of self-awareness and now flip that and just be aware of the person who I'm having a conversation with Mm -hmm. and and so empathy really is I have to find a way to now that you know I've gotten past having to use what if this was my son what if this now I just look at people because I want to be kind to them and I want to understand so I've been able to turn that tool into a behavior yeah. into a thought process. I kind of changed how I thought about people. Yeah. So now I need to say, I now need to, I've expressed myself yeah. and I'm on a different path. Now I have to put my ego aside. I have to put my thought processes aside and take in everything the person who is in front of me or who I'm in a group with. I need to take all that in and make sure that I fully understand and I've cleaned my lens because we all look through a lens that's uniquely ours and we hear things filtered through our life experiences now, like I'm reading a book, how to, what is it? How to communicate. I have to get you the title. I almost brought it with me. Um, it's, yeah. it's an amazing book about language, how you listen and how even just how your filter impacts what you hear right? and what you see. So that this, this year, yeah, is I, I say that, I say that so many times. Um, I, I say that to people all the time. I say what, what someone says is not what you nece- what they necess- the next person actually hears. You know, what, you could think that you put your words together so perfectly and so eloquently and so in order, but what people hear can be something completely different. And that's that's your tone, that's your demeanor, that's your your shoulder shrugged or your shoulders up or whatever it is. Um, same thing with email, email and text. I think email, text, and social media is like the absolute worst for uh, communication. Follow because up to a conversation. right, it's yep. like it's like it, it, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you know you have so. I, I mean, I had one email Friday that I was like, I, I got upset. I got upset with my own self for how I put, put put the email out there. Never mind how I felt of what I was reading to cause me to be like that. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think that's a huge huge piece. Um, so definitely give me the title. I'll put it on the uh, on the podcast uh, description. Mm-hmm. So 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 themes. Um, you know, working backwards, uh, you know, thinking about what it is that you're doing, your mission, your beliefs, being passionate and, and chasing those goals. Um, and, you know, you have to pay attention to that quota. But if you if you do all those things in order, the quota comes mm-hmm. and uh, proof positive with you, uh, you know, obtaining those in your work ethic. And then the balance, uh, how the ba- it's not even a balance. It's consistency in life you said it perfectly so, at the very beginning um, that bringing it together because yep. this is your life everything's yep. your life there's yep. no separate work separate right. life that's your life yeah how do you want it to be yep 
Yeah, the only thing that's separate is when you're dreaming, having goofy dreams of flying to Mars and all that stuff. That's, I like that's, it. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's a different that's a different life. Um, yeah. So, um, but no, this was great. I really appreciate it. I, I, I think that you just, um, you know, I have followed you uh, along through a bit of your career and gotten to know you, and just like I said, every interaction from the welcoming, to, you know, when I walk by your, when I would walk by your office, when I would. We would hear, and uh, you know, you were always welcoming. Hey, come on in. You always made a minute to sit down and talk, and you know, talk about everything and nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just engaging a genuine authenticity to you and to your life. I think you're doing great things. Uh, fantastic for you and your family, and um, and realizing and seeing a lot of, um, you know, like you say, we're not perfect. None of us are. I'm not mm-hmm. perfect. I'm far from perfect. I say it all the time. Uh, I never want to portray myself as as anything um, of higher standard than any anyone or anything else. What I want to try to say is, you know, we can all we can all do better with a little bit of work and, and if not you're to wrong, be scared. You can circle back, right? Because if you do it with authenticity, it's like, look, I went down this avenue. I was wrong. Yeah. And then then becomes nothing becomes an. Well, you're, I'm sorry, but then nothing yeah. becomes like oh, nothing becomes an emergency because it's just. Well, nobody's yeah. no. You know, I think the the the, the fear is change. To change oneself, yeah. and, and and you know, sometimes you mm-hmm. say, "Well, I'm doing this wrong, but if I do it differently, I probably I could be doing it even more wrong." Well, yeah, but you can go right back to doing it a little bit less wrong, or you could try and do something completely different a third time mm-hmm. until you find find what's right if to work with. It feels good people. in your gut. It's yeah. just a matter of your approach, not yep. whether you're right or wrong. Hundred yeah. percent, absolutely, hundred percent. Well, I'm happy to be a part of this. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, for, glad for you can make it. Enjoy the awesome. coffee mug. I, I am going to enjoy this. I appreciate the double espresso. <laughs> I've, I've actually got meetings all day today, so this is this this uh, scene out here. We've got Canadian geese as a walking trail. Uh, beautiful. Uh, well, it's now a lake. It was like a, a small yeah. pond at one point, but it's uh, pretty pretty full uh, down here in Raleigh, North Carolina. But I uh, really appreciate you coming on, and we'll definitely do this again sometime. And uh, in the meantime, really appreciate everybody's uh, feedback, input. Uh, keep sending emails. It's Josh, J-O-S-H, at Be Awesome, and that's B-E-A-U-S-M dot com. Uh, if, you, if you do a uh, iTunes uh, podcast rating and review, um, Whatever it is, uh, let me know. Send me an email, and I will send you out. Uh, I've got two coffee mugs left, so <laughs> I want to back up a break. Excuse me, yeah, yeah. If you get, I got two coffee mugs left, um, and I'll be happy to order more. I'll give you a T-shirt, or I'll get you something. I, I think I got a couple of David Cook's books still in my office that I can have signed and sent to you. So uh, I'll, I'll let you do a grab bag. But if you if you take the time to do a rating and review. Uh, I think that uh, you deserve to get something for it, and as long as I have something to give, uh, I'm going to do that. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Be Awesome, B-E space A-U space S-M. Same thing in uh, uh, Facebook. I'm not putting too much on Facebook. Uh, most of my work is uh, through LinkedIn. I have an Instagram page. I'm working on that. Um, and I have Twitter as well. I think it's Be Awesome 1 uh, that I had to do a number or an underscore number, but uh, really appreciate everybody's uh, feedback the last week, getting back online with, with uh, Paul Tim and Gus and his family, and now my buddy Greg. We're going to uh, be kicking this thing into overdrive. So in the meantime, uh, in order to be awesome, you got to do awesome. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>